Hi, this is Andy of Andy's Personal Development and we are currently live in the breakout room. So, welcome and welcome and we love being here for you with quality and value to inspire and to transform. Remember, we are on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon and iTunes. Today, as usual, we have a special guest to share with you for your development and growth and to live your better informed life. So, grab a cup, pull up a seat and stay tuned for the introduction right here now, live in the breakout room. Hey guys, this is Andy of Andy's Personal Development. Our next guest, Jenny Mannion. She's an author energy reawakener and self-love activator this is our next guest coming up in our live episode in the breakout room she's an author and facilitator a short part to change 30 ways to transform your life by Jenny Manuan and she also facilitates live sessions where people can receive information on how they can live their better life with healing and good vibes. She's surrounded by loved ones, family, and friends. So my friends, welcome and welcome and welcome this is Andy of Andy's Personal Development, and we are live and alive in the breakout room with our friend and our special honored guest, Jenny Mania. Jenny, how are you? I am doing so well, Andy. It's so nice to be here. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome, and thank you so much for agreeing to be on the show. It's an honor for us to have you here. How's the weather up there in where you are in New York State? It's a little chilly and snowy. <laughs> a little dark today, but uh, but you gotta stay warm inside, right? Yeah, I got my cozy sweater on. I'm doing right. okay. <laughs> Always a good side. Always a good side. So good to hear. So Jenny, you are an author, an energy reawakener, and a self-love activator. The author part that's easy, but when you hear the term energy reawakener, it brings a sort of new dimension to things. How would you describe that particular thing that you do that describes you as an energy reawakener? Well, when I was sick, I was in a very negative mindset and it was in changing my mindset and changing my energy that I was able to heal myself of seven years of chronic disease in three weeks. So it's been 15 year journey of me gathering tools and really recognizing how hard people are on themselves. And when we're born in this world, you know, we have ultimate imagination. The world is open to us, but we face traumas. We face limits that are put on us. We face limiting thoughts. So really I work with people to reawaken that energy of knowing that they're unlimited, that they can create the life of their dreams, that they're worthy of creating the life of their dreams. All right. Sounds good. You know, um, I'm looking at your information and I hear you just mention again that you had seven years of struggling with illnesses. 
And that must have been quite depressing for you. But what was Jenny's life before that, before the struggle, before the diseases? What was your life like? Uh, I grew up in New York City. And mm -hmm. when I got married, we moved to New Jersey. We moved like half an hour out of New York City. And the town was definitely in transition when we moved there. When we moved there, we thought it was a quaint town, but they just put the train line in. So it got very... Um, little bit upper class and uh -huh. you know the moms wearing the heels to the playground like didn't right. really resonate <laughs> so much uh so and i had always been kind of striving to mm -hmm. be everything for everyone i wanted okay. to be the best friend possible the best daughter possible so definitely i still call myself a recovering perfectionist and i know that that tendency really contributed to to me getting sick, it contributed when you try to control everything, life is not, yeah. not able to control everything in yeah, life. Yeah, you know, it yeah. can seem really challenging. And I was my harshest critic. Okay. Okay. So what was it like during that period of time, that seven years, how were emotions and your mental state affected by all these illnesses? It's pretty grim. <laughs> wow. Uh, you know, I mean, I was never like a totally angry mm -hmm. upset person all the time. I, I did have moments of joy. I did have people I loved very much in my life. I was very uh, aware of that. You know, my mom was like my closest supporter. I was married at the time. I had my kids. So there are always things to be positive about. But when you're mm -hmm. in chronic pain, it is yeah. attention getting. And uh -huh. the frustration of going to doctors and getting more diagnoses, of arguing with my doctors because I didn't want to go on certain medications, it wears on you. Going for more and more tests, being in doctor's offices, frustrated, I guess a lot of the time, very frustrated and feeling like the more I researched it, the more I didn't get any answers really for healing. And I never really got that. No one said to me, no one asked me about my mental what you know wellness how mm -hmm. i was doing with everything and yeah. when I, asked what I was doing to take care of myself during that time mm -hmm. it's really just kind of prescribing drugs for pain or you know really those limited ideas so i had kind of adopted them i had joined support groups and done what you're supposed to do quote unquote right. when you get right. ill and right. read books but even that wasn't very inspiring a lot of the support groups were people kind of one-upping each other on how bad their life was uh, I did have just not a lot of inspiration through the books I was reading. A lot of the mm -hmm. books on chronic illness are like, oh, have a funeral for your old self. You're never going to be that person again. So it wasn't right. very <laughs> inspirational. Um, uh -huh. but I did certainly have uh, things that I loved. I loved reading. I loved certain things. In the beginning of my illness, I was able to still dance, do yoga dance, that helped me a lot. I did look to things to help me through that. Time. Okay. Okay. So tell me something. I'm, I'm listening to what you're saying and, and what is reaching out to me is that you didn't have the support mentally and so on that you thought what was necessary at that point in time in your life and you had to go searching. Is it possible that during that period of time you found what you now call self-love as you are considered as a self-love activator? 
Oh yeah, my self-love was non-existent at the time, really. <laughs> it's interesting that when we get sick, we beat ourselves up even more. We're not supportive okay. and loving. We're repeating our limits to ourselves. And I definitely was. I was judging myself. I'm not a good enough wife. I'm not a good enough daughter. I'm not a good enough mom. All of those things aren't very healing messages to be sending to your body. Right, right, right. Okay, great. So what advice, Jenny, would you give to people who are in a similar position to where you were? What would you say to them now? And they're looking for answers and they are trying to figure out where do I get support? How do I get someone to understand what I'm going through and finally find a way to break free from this, this, this shackle of illnesses? What would you say to them as a form of advice? There are a few things I've learned <laughs> along the way. Have a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Just one? Uh, well, gratitude is definitely the most important. If I had to say like yeah. one tool, tool that yeah. helped me shift my consciousness the most, it was gratitude because we get in this negative mindset of repeating these words to ourselves. But when I started shifting to, I am grateful I have a comfy bed to lay in. I am grateful I can read to my kids, even if I can't run after them the way mm -hmm. I want to. Okay. And really focusing on the gratitude that is the number one thing. Also, the love for your body is really important. We tend to right. send negative energy to the parts that are hurt. I know when my legs were the worst pain where I had the most pain. And I was always kind of bad mouthing my legs and sending <laughs> negative wow. energy there. What's the okay. matter with you? Why aren't you working? You know, I'm so <laughs> disappointed. So sending love and gratitude to those parts of the body that are ill is really important too. And you know, it's it's amazing, Andy, because our body runs so countless systems during the day right and we really rarely ever give gratitude we rarely pay attention to our body unless it hurts so you. switching to that love every morning giving thanks to your body in the shower giving thanks to that cleansing and that fresh energy coming in really switching our consciousness to that attitude of gratitude for what what is good in our life and our body as it is yeah thanks for sharing now, Jenny, you, you said that seven years you would have struggled. And of course, during that period of time, you were looking for answers, you were looking for solutions. Could you define for us, and probably you remember it better than anyone else, could you define for us that specific pivoting moment when things change for you and you realize, I found a way out? What was that like for you? I think there was a moment that led up to that, and then there was a moment that it hit. The moment that led up to that, I met a girlfriend and we started going for walks together. I had refused pain pills for a long time. I didn't want to be addicted to pain pills in my mid thirties, but for her, I would be like, okay, I'll take like a quarter of the dose and go for a walk. And it was really important for me to start remembering who I was because I was sick, Jenny, and I was not a good enough mom. And I was all these roles that I was telling myself I wasn't good enough but I wasn't remembering who I was. And a lot of times as, as we get married and have kids and get jobs, we do become those roles rather than yeah. remembering who we are. Hmm. So that was the first thing. And then I saw the movie, The Secret, and things in there resonated. I was a psychology major and I was like, wow, I haven't been working with my mind that much. I've really been working on the physical body. What if I stopped going to doctors for a little while? I didn't have anything. It was more tests and more. It wasn't anything critical that I had to go to. What if I stopped going for a while and really focused all my attention on reading Deepak Chopra and Wayne Dyer and 
focusing on my how I'm talking to myself and fill myself with gratitude. It's one right. thing I haven't tried. May as well try it. Can't make things worse. So maybe it'll help me a little bit. I didn't know I could heal myself. That was that is out of the realm of possibility because doctors said it was out of the realm of possibility. Mm -hmm. But I knew that I was starting to feel better. And in three weeks, I was off of pain pills and feeling better than I had in years. Excellent. Thanks for sharing. Sounds so good. Um, the book, A Short Part to Change. What inspired that? And how did you feel about sharing the information that was enclosed in that publication? Definitely working with clients inspired it, as well as my own journey, really recognizing that most people, usually unless they're a narcissist, <laughs> struggle with some kind of self-love or self-worth. Wow, wow, wow. So really helping people to, my book is broken into four parts. The first part is removing all the old things, removing mm -hmm. the clutter from your life, removing the way you talk to yourself, really shifting your attention. Second part's about the chakras. I love the energy body. Uh, and I think that there's real intelligence mm -hmm. in understanding how the body communicates to us. You know, okay. If we get a sore throat, what does that mean? Instead of just popping a pill to make the pain go away, where did that sore throat come from? You know, maybe right. there is an emotional thing contributing. Maybe I'm afraid to speak my truth to that person. You okay. know, so really diving into the chakras. And the third part was the present moment, which is the most important thing. Because if we're mindful, we can change our reality starting this moment. We can change the way we speak to, to ourselves. We can change the way we react to others. And the last was just kind of tools along the way that I had learned self-sabotage, we're all going to do it, you know, how to, how to love ourselves through it, how to set intentions mindfully and keep supporting ourselves, how to educate ourselves on things that we love because that, that excites, it excites us. It, it makes us want to get up every day. Wow. Sounds good. Sounds exciting. Um, I'm looking at your publications and I'm looking at healing and illumination poems for discovering balance. Where did that all came from and, and how is it that you have found the opportunity to be so detailed about stuff that people need to know, you know, especially those that are struggling with a, a similar conditions that you would have experienced in the past? Where was the inspiration? That one was a big one, Andy. So I don't think anyone's <laughs> ever asked me about that. Okay. So I've always written poetry as long as I mm -hmm. remember. I think in second grade, I had a poem read. On, on the air, just always loved expressing myself through poems because my mom did as well. Right, so it was something right. I learned from an early age. When I read Caroline Mace's book, uh, Anatomy of the Spirit, which mm -hmm. takes us through the chakras, I had one of those moments where I was just like crying, like, but joyfully crying, like knowing like, I gotta do this. Like I gotta write a poem about each chakra. I gotta dive right. deep and express it this way in a way that's easy because people sometimes even hear the word chakra and <laughs> the wall goes mm, down oh that's yeah, complicated yeah, yeah but i really wanted to make it very easy and i will tell you that writing each of those poems was my own healing journey again <laughs> you okay. know we all go through those layers editing the poems another healing journey you know really and just to be open to that too i know that it can be scary when we bring up past trauma past limiting i mean we got these we got these behaviors and habits from a place okay. they were 
soothing us. They were, mm-hmm. you know, making us comfortable. So really being loving to ourselves when this stuff comes up. And I love the chakras because it teaches you how to tune into your body, how to be aware maybe before a serious illness arises that your body is becoming a little out of balance. My body gave me lots of signs. I didn't listen. <laughs> I was too busy doing, you know, and, right, and cleaning right. the house and being a mom and, and doing all the things instead of really tuning in and listening to my body was like, you know what? Enough. You can rest now. Okay. Wonderful. You are a contributing author to Huffington Post and the Elephant Journal. What is that experience like for you? And what would you say would be a most proud contributing aspect as far as an author is concerned? I'm still writing for the Elephant Journal. And uh-huh. I re- I did enjoy writing for Huffington Post. I love that I can share like little tidbits there, you know, that I've learned. I think that sharing about my grief from when my mm-hmm. mom passed really helped me to, to write a as I said, writing poetry, writing in general, I love. Right, so right. it is a way of healing for me. And I know that when people reach out to me, it's more interactive. You know, people re- reach out to me on on Elephant Journal or through comments and say that my reading definitely resonated with them. Okay. And it's just a way to continually express myself and also touch on a bunch of different topics. All right. Sounds good. Tell me something. Now that we are on that that um, that trend, we're dealing with love and self healing and so on. What are some of your favorite tools that you would suggest for increasing self love? I mean, in general, for anybody. Gratitude for self is important. We beat ourselves up about every single thing, <laughs> but we won't give ourselves credit. Or even if we do something, we'll give ourselves, oh yeah, that was good but we don't give ourselves real credit. Like we sink into, oh, I shouldn't have said that. Oh, I wonder what they thought. You know, mm. we let the mind go crazy yeah, with that. Yeah, but yeah. we don't allow ourselves to sink into, you know what? I made a great dinner for my family tonight. You know what? I took that yoga class that I had wanted to take. You know what? I took a long shower and allowed myself to relax. I'm really grateful I did that for myself. So sinking okay. into gratitude for yourself is really important. I do love the prayer, Ho'oponopono, the healing prayer, Ho'oponopono, uh, you know, really simple four sentences, and it's really about connecting to your soul. So it's, I love you. I am sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. And it's really powerful for transmuting that energy because we're used to beating ourselves up, not used to saying, I love you. <laughs> and we do love ourselves. Otherwise, right. we Right. Be constantly working on ourselves and want to wake up every day. So yeah. at some yeah. level, we love ourselves. So really tapping into that. I love you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I'm beating you up all day. <laughs> you know, please <laughs> forgive me. Thank you. I think that's a major one. Also, joy is really important, Andy. Like, yeah. we yeah. don't give ourselves permission to experience joy. The first thing I have my clients do is write a list of 10 things that bring them joy. Can be making a cup of tea, can be reading reading something it can be dancing around the living room or kitchen you know these Mm -hmm. little things that we can do that invite joy in and each day picking one you know it doesn't have to be something that lasts a long time but you are affirming to yourself you know what life is okay here you know yeah pleasant i do want to stay here there are good things in the world and we really need to give ourselves permission to experience joy every day great thanks for sharing i I get from what you're saying that it really matters your sense of perception 
in terms of how you see things, the angle at which you project the way you assess things and looking more at a positive and endearing and embracing and loving side rather than all the other stuff. Taking that into consideration, what would you say is your most satisfying moment in terms of dealing with people, whether it was a group or an individual, but you know for sure that after the session was over, you made such an impact on that person's life. You saw it in their eyes, their face, the body language, the way they spoke. You know, there was a sense of lightness and freedom, and then they were committed to moving to the next level. Can you remember any moments like that for you with your clients or any group that you have done counseling for in the past? I am so grateful to say I have a lot of those moments. You wow. know, that is, that fills my heart that I can, when you were saying that, I was like, I can't name one moment. Like, there's a <laughs> but I know that like in a group recently, a few mm -hmm. months back, a friend and I, who is, she's a hypnotherapist and okay. we ran a retreat, a free retreat for teachers to really support them because they went through a lot during the last couple of years and to mm -hmm. really inspire them this was during the summer to go back in the fall fresh you know with with energy with good energy and it was really just so inspiring to hear all of the feedback after that they all did feel inspired for the new school year that they were able to process some of the trauma that they had experienced and really move past that to a positive mindset and view of the future. And yeah, that was heartwarming. Our teachers are so important. And to be able to give back in that way really, really felt great. And clients, I feel that a lot with them, you know, just that is my goal to have them. I mean, I don't like the word healer because I'm not healing anybody. Like yeah, it is yeah, really yeah. about that person healing themselves, but I have a okay. lot of cool tools, you know, to offer. <laughs> and okay, okay. I love when I hear those aha moments. You know, I right. love when I see that that shift. I love working with clients for a couple of months because I can sometimes see their whole life transform. And there is mm -hmm. nothing more rewarding for me than than to to, to give it back to them be like, you did this, <laughs> you right, know, right, you're right. the one that did this. And it didn't take that long, you know, mm -hmm. but really to just acknowledge the work that they've done. Sounds good. Thank you. Thank you. Um, reawaken you. You have membership available for that. Um, yeah, it's actually a free membership to mm -hmm. be a member of my community and once a month i do a free energy healing mm -hmm. around the theme next tuesdays will be around the holidays getting through the holidays <laughs> and we set intentions and i run energy around that uh also offer support every tuesday and friday for free uh to check in and really it's just about building that community i haven't had every experience you know so my goal okay. is to get people in there communicating with each other and helping each other. That is what it's about. I love when I teach, I love teaching in a circle because it's not about me. It's about that group consciousness and everyone being there and holding that sacred space for each other. And the similarities being like, Oh, I felt like that too. I'm not alone. You know, I love that. I love teaching in a group because that inspires that and reawaken you is really about that really about building that community so that people can help each other. Sounds good. Hi, Jenny, tell me something, the love three, six, five program. What is that all about? And, and how effective has it been 
in your work and your commitment to adding value to people's lives? Well, I needed I needed affirmations every day. So it was, it was kind of born from that. And also I was born actually from losing my mom because my mom was oh. my biggest cheerleader. So I was like, hey, I'm going to need to fill that role now. And really embracing that self-love and taking it deeper. What does that okay. look like? So every day, you know, if you're a member of Love 365, you get a little short blurb on self-love related to a topic and exercise as well as an affirmation. So you could take the day, you know, sometimes you could take a couple of days to do that one, but it really is about every day tuning in and being like, yeah, I'm worthy. Yeah. I'm going to take this 10 minutes for myself and affirm my worth and affirm that I love myself because it doesn't take hours and hours of meditation to start seeing changes in our lives. But it is about, as you brought up before, that mindfulness is key. That is yeah, bringing yeah. ourselves to the present moment and not being just on automatic pilot, uh, doing the same thing, saying the same things, falling into the same behaviors and habits. We can free ourselves. You know, okay. We can reinvent our lives. Great. Uh, Jenny, do you work closely with other professionals maybe like uh you you mentioned um hypnotherapists and also psychologies or psychologists in in you know in a group session where you would combine your services together and help people have you experienced much of that and and if so how effective has it been yeah i love i do love doing that i love being a part of summits where everyone's off right something right. on the same topic because you can hear things 20 ways, you know, but it's not till that 20th person says it a certain way that it resonates uh, with you, right. that right. it lands. So I love that there are so many different healing practitioners and modalities and people doing things. And yeah, I'm always open to opportunities. And I do feel like that workshop we did this summer was effective because it was the two of us. And okay. She was doing the hypnotherapy and, you know, taking people into self-hypnosis too, teaching them self-hypnosis tricks. Mm -hmm. Very important for teachers, you know, to calm yeah. themselves during the day if something okay. happens. And yeah, always open for opportunities to work with others. And I think the more tools people have, the better. Great. Um, I have spoken to folks on things like hypnotherapy and so on, and they get you know, that, that barrier comes down and people get scared and they want to back away. But <laughs> can you enlighten us a little bit about that, that particular field and, and um, how effective it can be in helping people recover information that is important today and so on? Yeah. Well, we're always in a state of hypnosis. We're always repeating messages to ourselves. So okay. if we start thinking of it that way. It's really mm -hmm. replacing those thoughts with more positive thinking, with okay more healing thoughts and okay. a hypnotist is not a hypnotherapist is not the stage hypnotist that makes you cluck like a chicken, you know, that, that gets a bad rap, you know, that is not what they do. They don't program you to do something you don't want to do. You can't do something you don't want to do. It really is about giving you tools so you can tap into hearing yourself and mm -hmm. reprogramming those messages to have a more positive result. That's why hypnotherapists are, very helpful in losing weight, quitting smoking cigarettes, you know, some of those habits that they're just our go-to, you know, it's okay. a, it's a self-sabotaging thing, but a hypnotherapist can really help you develop the mindset you need to overcome those things. 
Okay, great. I, I get the feeling that there needs to be more information out there about the good stuff. Because yes. as I see before, people get all locked up and, oh, let's not, that's taboo, you know, let's, let's not talk about that. <laughs> but, you know, the more information that is put out there is the more people can become educated. Is there another series of books or writings or publications that you're working on that we can look forward to in the future? I'm always working on things. <laughs> I'm always working on things. I mean, right now I'm still writing for Love 365. You know, that will be okay. a separate like course that will be available. And uh -huh. yeah, I'm always diving deep. I just completed 14 months of training on um, of shamanic training. Mm -hmm. So I'm very passionate about that too. You know, read the Akashic Records. I love energy. Basically anything that helps you switch your energy, I'm in. And I'm always open for What's next? You know, okay. just kind of rebranded to my website. So still working on Love 365, taking a breath, doing some interviews, but very excited for what's next. I feel like something's coming. I'm ready. Wonderful. <laughs> Wonderful. Wonderful. Sounds good. Sounds exciting. Something to look forward to. What has it been like for you? And if any, well, all of us have had to make adjustments during this pandemic time. But what was it like for you? I mean, with your career and your family making the adjustments and so on, how challenging was it for you? There were challenges and there were blessings. My mom actually got ill right before COVID. So uh -huh. during COVID, like my boyfriend was able, was at work. So he was able to be home so I could move in with my mom for a little while. My kids okay. were able to come home from college so they could say goodbye to my mom. So it actually did help in some ways i did give up my local office because paying rent for something someplace you can't be <laughs> didn't make any sense so yeah, i went yeah. totally working remotely i'm lucky enough to have an office in my home uh so wasn't that much of an adjustment honestly with working with people because about 80 percent of my clients were online anyway uh so that was okay but yeah i mean there were blessings and there were definitely some things that were difficult to get used to. I used to like to go out dancing once in a while, hearing live music. That's dancing uh, is another mm -hmm. love of mine. So that was a little hard to uh, be without. <laughs> but, mm -hmm. yep. uh, there are a lot of blessings too. I love the extra time with my family. And, you know, my kids are at that age, 22 and 18, where they're not going to be around much longer. They're already around shorter, shorter period of periods of time. So really did enjoy that time with them. Okay, good. Um, I get the impression that your your mom, and she's passed on now, uh, played a really important role in your life. Would you would you describe her as uh, the one person that you could have looked up to as your mentor, or is there another person that can make these kind of positive contributions to your life? Uh, I. I don't know if anyone can touch her quite ah, like what she did, but <laughs> she was that unconditional love. She was laughter. She was able, even in my worst of moods, to make me laugh and just take things a little easier. Uh, I do, luckily, have wonderful, wonderful friends that inspire me uh, every single day that I know I can reach out to. I have a coach that I absolutely love that represents love. I mean, that's really been the most important thing for me because my mom represented so much love in my life, really aligning myself only with people that exude that. 
yes. that exude that integrity because my mom was always an integrity and love those are kind of the two and humor humor is a good one ah, too <laughs> okay good 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 tell me something what is your favorite tv show on a lighter note well it's we really did my boyfriend and i got really into watching ted lasso the last couple of years because it was so light and good messages and yeah just so much nicer you know than a lot of the <laughs> darkness that was out there i love the oh. messages he would say and yeah i really enjoyed watching that wonderful one more question jenny before we go for a little ad break if you had the opportunity to change anything in the world today as it is what would you change? <laughs> if I was like, could wave a magic wand and it was ah, all changed. If it, or... if it was so easy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's poverty and there's intolerance for the top two, you know, to make sure that everyone has an opportunity and to make sure that everyone's treated fa fairly. Those are the two mm -hmm. most important things. Yeah. Wonderful. Sounds good. Okay, folks, we are live and alive in the breakout room. This is Andy from Andy's Personal Development, and we have with us Jenny Mannion, our special guest. We'll be taking a short break now, and we will be back with you shortly. Stand by. And we are live back in the breakout room. This is Andy of Andy's Personal Development. And our special guest with us is Jenny Mannion, author, energy reawakener, and self-love activator. Nice that you are still with us, Jenny. <laughs> no, I'm grateful to be here. All right. 
your your information says everything is possible i will show your audience how is that a, a, a landmark trademark for you or is it something that came out of the fact that you know you're confident that the stuff that you have the tools that you have can definitely work and make a difference in people's lives yeah i mean as i said before i'm grateful there are so many healers and modalities but if someone resonates with me there is not a doubt mm -hmm. in my mind that i can help them okay uh, great. and they're called to me for a reason and whether that's through i do love the mind techniques because i think the mind is underneath it all i do love my energy woo woo stuff too but i really do feel like it all, all comes back to the mind because even if i've seen what people would call miracles i've seen stage four cancer disappear more than once in my career i've seen things happen that doc traditional doctors wouldn't be able to explain right but if that person hasn't worked with the mind too mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it'll manifest in another way. So okay. it really is important to, to address the issues of the mind, to start being mindful, to mm -hmm. fall in love with yourself, to know that the best possible scenario is possible. We tend to go to the what if worst case scenario, but having people start thinking of the what if amazing scenarios, you know, something maybe you never thought was possible and, right. and embracing that, know you're worthy of it. Wonderful. Thanks for sharing. What does the future look like for Jenny Mannion? Are there any tremendous plans to make greater impact on people's life? What are your plans going forward? I would love to do more workshops. Right. And really, I do love that power of the group. So mm -hmm. that is definitely an intention and how that unfolds, you know, hoping that centers reopen and I'm actually traveling. I'm near a couple centers to go to okay. and teach, but also teaching online, continue to teach workshops online, continue to do classes. And I do love that one-on-one -on -one work too, you know, working with someone where they can be totally open and honest with me and themselves is beautiful and that never gets old either you know seeing people transform their lives is reward is priceless it's rewarding beyond measure wonderful and what about jenny what are jenny desires for herself for the future your personal goals your personal achievements you want for you for jenny not for anybody else just for <laughs> <laughs> so is, so this is career based or just in my life in general <laughs> you your parts on the I back the things love, that you do for yourself i would love to live somewhere a little warmer with my boyfriend okay. <laughs> where i'm investigating places to go in the next couple of years maybe so i'd love to live somewhere warmer maybe near some water i do love the ocean i love lakes okay. Um, to be able to just have this ability to touch more lives. I mean, that's really it, that expansion to how can I help more people? How can I be of service at a greater, at a greater level? How okay. can I reach more people? How can I let them know that they can do anything they want to do and be anything that they want to be? Uh, so really, however that looks, it's been unfolding kind of differently than I ever expected. So I know better to say it has to be this way. But just to be in a little warmer environment, dancing more, because I've definitely slacked on the dancing, dancing more, incorporating that more. I do have a daily meditation and daily Qigong practice, but the dance is really important. I like to move. So All right. dancing every day, mm -hmm. living by some water, that sounds pretty ideal. 
still working okay. with clients and workshops. Sounds like my dream life. Okay. So <laughs> what, what what are we looking at? Salsa, cha-cha, or what? 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 Classical dancing? Oh, well, pose, I did, ballet stuff. I did do modern and jazz for years, and I was in a belly dance troupe for five years. I love to move. I mean, I was a club kid growing up in New York City, so I love to dance. Like I love, I love to move. You know, you got me good music on. I'm moving. I love reggae. I love. I mean, anything you can move to. I am ah. there. Yeah, I'm there. Songs good. Songs good. Thanks for sharing. When when you look at the world, Jenny, and you look at the contribution that um, you're making now, do you do you tell yourself maybe I can do a little bit more? Maybe I can extend myself further or are you reminded that no you, <laughs> that is not something that you should be doing at this point in time <laughs> oh that inner struggle andy <laughs> the recovering perfectionist versus the the me i've turned into in the last year and a half since my mom has passed with really being more introspective and knowing that self-care is important so it is right. that balance, you know, yes, I want to affect, I want to affect more people. I want to be out there more, but how do I do it in a way that is sustainable for me? Because uh -huh. I have to be able to show up for my clients 100%. And that involves taking care of me on a very deep level. And so it is that fine line. And it's always like, how can I move forward serving the most people and still maintain my, my health? my my well-being and i it's really important for me because i got to walk my talk i'm teaching yes. this stuff i That's have right. to be able to feel like i am in integrity and doing the things that i am teaching wonderful jenny you are a special soul <laughs> and uh, this time with you has been so wonderful i'm going to take a, a a short break here and just to let our listeners know that our next guest will be coming on Saturday, 11th December, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time or 6 p.m. AST time. And his name is Brian Arnold. He's a former Marfa-trained card shark who made millions of dollars before the age of 24. But that was back in 1974, fell into deep depression, did drugs, alcohol, self-destruction, and he was also suicidal. But he had a very powerful spiritual experience. And he was instantly delivered by, from addictions, deep depression, and self-destruction of suicide. So he'll be here with us on Saturday, 11 December, 5 p.m. Eastern Time or 6 p.m. AST Time, right here in the breakout room to tell us about his story. Brian Arnold will be here. So look out for that. But for now... The guest of honor in the spotlight at the moment is Jenny Mannion. Jenny, people want to get in touch with you. They want to hear about your information. They want to invite you to counsel them, to share your time with them, to share your expertise with them, your books, your clubs, and so on. How can they make contact with you? What's the most effective ways to reach out to you? Most effective way is JennyMannion.com. So J-E-N-N-Y-M-A-N-N-I-O-N.com. I have my website. On my website, I have a lot of free offerings as well. You can join Reawaken You community. And you can have a seven-day free trial of Love 365, which really takes you through the chakras as well as a meditation. Love through the chakras. 
you can email me, Jenny at JennyMannion.com. But I have all my services and everything on my site. And mm -hmm. yeah, feel free to do that. And I'm on Twitter and LinkedIn and Facebook, all Jenny Mannion or Reawaken You. So I'm on social media. And yeah, and your guest on Saturday sounds fantastic, Andy. I want to <laughs> and thank you for your kind words, too. Hey, really you, nice you. You are very warm and wonderful, my friend, and we love your spirit. We love having you on with us. So there you have it, folks. Jenny Mannion live and alive in the breakout room. And we're going to ask her now if she has any last words that she would like to say. Not last, indeed, but <laughs> for the show. You know, just for the show as we're about to wrap up. Uh, yes. If she has any icing to put on the cake. Be easy on yourself. Love mm -hmm. yourself. We've all mm -hmm. been through so much the last couple of years, grief, transitions, but it's also a time of tremendous inspiration. This right. is like the Phoenix, Phoenix, you know, rising. The Phoenix is Out burning. Of the ashes. Yeah. Really yeah. rise from those ashes. You have yes. the tools. If you don't have the tools, look for the tools. There's a lot of tools out there to help you. Just know you're not alone. Reach out if you need help and just know that there is only one you and the world needs you. Wow, wonderful. Thanks for sharing. That's a powerful note. And we are at the end of our show. We are live and alive in the breakout room. Andy, your host with Jenny Mannion, our special guest. And we thank her sincerely from the depths of our hearts for sharing this wonderful time with us and the information that we know would add value and purpose to your lives. So. As we say bye, we will see you on our next program. In the meantime, stay safe, stay in love, stay with peace. Godspeed. Stand by, Jenny. We'll be with Thank you shortly. You. All right.